I'm Richard. I'm Gareth. And this is Eat Prisoner PC Podcast. The point of the story is this is a, at the minute, one off, possibly monthly podcast about yeah. the prisoner. If it's monthly, it'll last 18 months. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. But um, no. shockingly, this took me longer than anything we do but, with music. To be fair, though, I, for me, I get, <laughs> I'm get i getting more enjoyment out of this one episode of The Prisoner mm-hmm. than I do out of most of the albums we do. Cool. But that's only because... Because you're awkward. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm soulless or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Difficult. So, yeah. We decided to do this because we didn't have a Twin Peaks podcast. Mark Frost said how much he likes The Prisoner. And really, when you watch The Prisoner, you go, yeah, that shows. Yep. Definitely. And I say, well, it's come up It's come up for the anniversary as well. Of course, on the 27th, which if uh, I'm a good uh, boy. The uh, 29th. 29th. If I'm a good boy, this will come out on the 29th. But here's an issue. So it's there's the 29th tissue. in the UK. That's We're in the UK. I know. So how's that an issue? It was first broadcast on the 6th of September in Canada. I already knew that. We're not in Canada. I know, but I'm just saying. That's, again, it's not often they get the jump. Don't be a dick. <laughs> first of June in the US. Oh, but first of June 1968, not 67. Exactly. So theoretically, we've got months to do yeah. this. It's because they knew that Canada will get this. America? They did that quite a lot, though. Canada beat us to stuff. Like the New Avengers. Really? Yeah, that last season, which I believe, as I remember it, was called The New Avengers in Canada. After we do this, if it becomes more than monthly because we like doing it, we have to do The Prisoner Reboot from 2009 with Sir Ian McKellen as number two. Okay, well, I did not know that was a thing. Jesus Christ himself, Jim Caviezel, as number six. Mm. It only ran six episodes. And it had an ending that made uh, sense. <laughs> and I didn't even know that existed, so... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll have to give that a watch. There you go. Plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that puts this... That's uh, how the magic happens, folks. Yeah. Uh. This, put, this puts our episodes up to a possible 23. <gasps> Unless, of course, we can get Patrick McGowan, which is always quite difficult. Is he dead? Yes. Okay. That would be difficult. Yeah. Gigs used to have a seance, though. Oh, I never thought that way. Never had one of them. Well, because the plan never... I would ever have one either. But eh, we'll do it for we'll, we'll do it for old PM. Oh, I was always getting mixed up with Patrick Moore. That's because uh, they both <laughs> only have one eye. No, that's Peter Falk. <laughs> oh, he did a lot of Columbo. Maybe that could be a spin-off. We could only watch the Patrick McGowan <laughs> Columbos. There we go, including the ones he directed. I'll get that done. That's fine. Yeah. I think Talk saying things. that he's mostly in the ones he directs. So I think there's only eight Patrick McGowan. There's only 68 episodes of Columbo. So eight is quite a lot. APFPC, a, pod, a Peter Falk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so many possibilities. <clears throat> Just by adding a letter here and there yep. to suit ourselves. <laughs> Patrick McGowan, Peter Falk, PMPF. Yeah, yeah. PC. Oh. Anyway, anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, getting roughly. What do you? So you used to watch The Prisoner when it was on Channel Four, right? Yes, because it tended to be. I couldn't tell you what time if it was at night it or was whatever. After or before the word or TFI Friday or I, that sort of shit. Well, I I never watched TFI Friday. Could not stand the word because of that Christiansen dude or whatever. But they had good music. <clears throat> I still never watched. Well, I, I don't like music. I know that's what we're trying to prove here. <laughs> but, I should have um, remembered. Yeah, um, but see, it was always. It tend to be that it was a Friday night. Yeah, and there was always Friday. other stuff that was on around about then. I see because it was around about um, early on Friday night. You would have had uh, Vic Reeves' Big Night Out. Yep. Which I watched a ridiculous amount, taped off TV and rewatched and uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, oh, screen's just gone off. Um, I'm trying to think what other stuff would turn up at that time of night. I see like Roseanne and things being on Friday nights. Yeah, they do like a repeat of Roseanne. Yeah. So there was all that kind of... And also I think there was a late night repeat of Buffy that used to be on 
But that was more on BBC Two. You'd have to flick them yeah. out. Because nah. they used to cut Buffy in the end. Do you remember? Mm. Cut chunks out of it. Yeah. Because yeah. that was, a, generally speaking, it's a 15 certificate that, that they right, put on at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, yeah, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so just, there tend to be programmes on at that time of night on... See, Channel 4 was good for that. It was like on the, mor- the mornings at the weekends, um, like Land of the Giants and... Um, that was the good shit. Oh, the the Waltons, obviously, yeah. The Waltons, Robinsons yeah. yeah the what was the Robinsons? Though? The Waltons, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Waltons, yeah, yeah. The Waltons. And it was Little House in the Prairie as well. You're talking about Lost in Space. Yeah, so I could not remember the name. I of don't that. know. That's Jesus. why I was just going to keep saying the Waltons till it came to you, but it was it just wasn't going to happen. Uh, and we're twenty minutes into this, with, which is going to cut down with to five. Billy Moomy and uh, can't name anybody else from that group. Gary Oldman. No, that was the film. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go through some sort of time warp. Be cool if he did. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of good TV on Channel 4 back then. Like, sort of weirdish kind of 60s stuff. Yeah, Land of the Giants was strong. Yeah. Time Tunnel. Time Tunnel was great. It was all fallen. Yeah. With that guy with the big hair. Yep. I mean, they just yeah. watched Vertigo and decided to put it on TV, but it's cool. And every week, they got the wrong person. It was always a famous person from history who'd walk through a time tunnel and be like, the fuck? <laughs> Didn't quite mean to snort as much as I did there, but yeah, that was fun. <laughs> hey, Blinken walking in. Don't fall. <laughs> Napoleon. Mm. I guarantee you, if you Google the time tell, they probably made 12 episodes. Like uh, 60 probably. years ago, we still have seen them all. Uh, that's hey, Siri. How many episodes of Time Tunnel were there? Oh, you found okay. You found it. Thanks very much. Uh, ABC, nineteen sixty six. Open in iTunes. Oh God, don't buy it. Thirty episodes. Oh well, yeah, it's okay. One season. Jeez, oh, I suppose that's American TV, isn't it? Yeah. Old American TV, maybe. I mean, that seventy show used to go. Hey, season one, twenty six episodes. Fuck off. What are you doing? No, I hate seventy show. Oh, that kind of. That seventy show was. Fine entertainment back in the day. It was much better than that 80s show that followed it. I didn't even know that existed. It got cancelled. No. Good. Anyway, um, right, let's anyway, get back to the Anyway, if we didn't have now. that 70s show, uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis would never have got married. Then she would be mine. No, no, no but I'd, she's I'd three be foot, She's three foot tall. I used to go out with a bloody woman who was four foot ten, so... Yeah. Exactly, yeah, she's a giantess in comparison. <laughs> oh, just look quite a lot. Um, like my first girlfriend, except she's fatter and uglier. No offense to her; she's not going to listen. She hates me. Um, no, but you know, I don't think she hates me, but yeah, probably. Stop it! I have to cut around this stuff. Cool. I'm trying to make you sound more human. Oh, I'm perfectly human. Yeah, too human. In that way, <laughs> I'm, I'm proving I had friends at one point. <laughs> yeah, again, what am I, chocolate? <sighs> be here if we weren't friends. Jesus. <laughs> If I didn't force you here oh. with the threat of blowing your house up with that C4 I put in the basement. You promised me we'd come here and talk about the prisoner and yeah, yeah we just don't have it. So anyway, uh, Patrick, yes. McGo- Patrick McGowan is uh, thought to be the sole creator of the prisoner. Oh. Um, uh, even though George Markstein, sounds good, uh, received co-credit of sorts in the 80s. Steam? No. Well, you know, Berenstein, Berenstein. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry um, <clears throat> Received co-credit of sorts in the 80s uh, because no one actually in the credits of the show is credited as creator. Oh, okay. So that's going to leave an argument or two. Hmm. Uh, this first episode was originally broadcast in the UK on the 29th of September 1967. Yes. Um, the idea for The Prisoner... It was that it was based on numerous resorts that Patrick McGowan uh, heard about uh, prisons being kept in during the Second World War, including one in Inverlair Lodge, which is only 150 miles away. Well, see, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think of kind of prisoner of war camps mm-hmm. as lots of barbed wire and kind of guard dogs and stuff. Just shows how nice the British were. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think of kind of little pink and white cottages and yeah. <laughs> some sort of seaside resort. Can, can I'm sure they took liberties. Well, yeah. Because the British weren't that nice. Just read what we did in Kenya. Yeah. 
It was only 10 years after World War Two, and we're doing our own genocide, going, what's wrong with this? My granddad was in Kenya. Oh. <laughs> well, as long as he doesn't talk about it, it's fine. He only really used to talk about, well, okay, I won't say the words he used, um, but he talked about pulling pineapples out of the ground. There you go. My brain doesn't work that way. I thought it was a tree. Well, that's, I, well, I always thought it was as well. But then, you know, that story growing up, it was like so. Whenever they can, the teachers at school will train Turkey when they like can primary school sort of oh. thing. They mentioned, oh, where do you think pineapples come from? And I was like, the ground. Oh yeah, very well. Good. Okay. Yeah, smart. I don't. So be a prick. Yeah. <laughs> My now, grandfather was in a war. Now, talk about tetrachloric <laughs> peroxide. Yeah. I don't understand now what that me, is. Now tell me how to burn my fingerprints off using pineapple juice. And lie. Oh, oh the lies. <laughs> uh, I burnt a, I burnt <clears throat> my lips into my head using pineapple juice. <laughs> this sequel to Fight Club is poor. <laughs> um, oh. um, um, yeah, it's thought to, even though Patrick McGowan's character is never given a name, mm-hmm. most people assume it's John Drake. Do you they? gave a weird look. Yeah. Because before this, he was in a TV show called Danger Man, right. which in the US was called Secret Agent. Oh, okay. And they just assume it's the same guy. Because I, I, like, <clears throat> the bit when they're showing the King Cross 90s records and stuff, I was, like, pausing stuff and, like... Mm. <laughs> Having a good old close look to see if there was any sort of indication. Yeah. Frank Colombo. Yes, that is Colombo's <laughs> first name. Is it? All right. Oh. He shows his badge oh. in one of the early episodes. Right. Yeah. And then I wonder that it's not non canonical. That's yeah. a terrible first name. You think it was just C. Francis. Colombo. <laughs> <laughs> just how I, uh, on everything, I am G.D. Thompson because I don't like my first name. And I mean, you know. In fact, uh, I've, you'll have noticed by now, every now and then, I if I have to say my first name, I always spell it grief. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because it's on yeah, tour. Yeah. Uh, it sounds even more Welsh somehow, if you haven't seen the spelling. G-R-Y-F-F. No. It's Griff. Griff Thompson. Anyway, this was directed by Don Chaffee. Who I know uh, as the director of Pete's Dragon. Oh, really? Starring oh, Mickey Rooney and. The, the guy from Carry On. Shirley Winters. She was in that. It was Jim, Jim Dale. Jim Dale, that's him. And Red Buttons are both in that as well. There you go. And it has my one of my favourite songs in it, which is Every Little Piece. I was waiting to say because it's the only song I can name from that, but it is a fucking good one. It's a good song until they get to that bit where it's a bit racist. Yes. They never say anything particularly racist. It's just they say they're talking about all the different types of money, mm-hmm. and they say yen. And on the, as they say yen, they do that uh, piece of uh, cliched get, Oriental music. I can hear it in my head right <laughs> now, and that's where it's staying. Because and also yeah. here's a little thing: after they say yen, they scream in tens and twenties. That's not much money. <laughs> no, not yen. Yeah, in no, yen. No. <laughs> Kids don't. <laughs> Kids are still looking awkwardly at each other going, this is racist. No. Uh, anyway, it was written by David Tomblin and George Mark Stein. Mark Stein. I'm going to say Mark Stein. Mark Stein says like two names. Yeah. Um, George Mark, uh, Mark Stein. Uncredited Patrick McGowan. Yeah. Probably. Oh, also, I don't think I wrote a note of this. Yeah. Initially, this episode was over two hours long. Well, yeah, I tell And you. it shows because the amount of fucking shit that happens in this episode. Well, there was something about how, yeah, there was supposed to be a two-hour cut somewhere, and I was like, mm. oh, I'm not looking for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it moves so fast. Yeah. It moves so fast that in storytelling world, right, you show <laughs> the ordinary world, mm-hmm. and then you show the inciting instant that gets you into your second act. Well... The Ordinary World and the Inciting Incident happen in a credit sequence. Yeah. So it's like, because I said, I've kind of gone, my notes have kind of gone a sort of just bit by bit, picking through it and just yeah, yeah. pointing it up. Um, I say, because, yeah, because it really, it, it doesn't, obviously, they're trying to find out why he's going to quit or anything. Mm. And we just sort of see him pacing back and forth and shouting at some dude. Yeah. Um, now, before that, I 
sort of saw an indicator that he's definitely a troublemaker. Well, because it started with thunder. Well, yeah, well, there was that. But for one, well, first of all, he's I was... an angry man. I liked the fact there was no indicators in his car. He was using hand signals. And I was like, oh, how 60s. Um, but um, it's when he goes into the, the car lot, the parking lot, mm-hmm. and there's all those spaces, and yet he just parks right in front of the doors that say way out. And I'm like, dude, that's a fair exit. Yeah, but he also walks Troublemaker. It's crazy. And it, well, yeah, he's just... He's, he's a rebel. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's no. not something you want as a spy. Because people don't realise no. what's going on because they've never watched this. So let me quickly hit the basics up to this. Okay. Right? No, sorry. Yeah. No, no, right. So it starts with Thunder and then Magoon's driving to his office not using indicators. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because his car has none. Well, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, it's right. the 60s. Yeah. He hands his resignation to his boss which is marked merely personal, private and by hand. Yes. It's like, weird. Okay. Okay. Um, he hits the desk so hard that the china breaks. That's quite hard. I don't, I, I, he hits the table yeah. and everything jumps up as All if right. someone underneath is kicking it. All right. <laughs> no. Um, <clears throat> and he storms out. That helps at the start with thunder, I suppose. Yeah. Um, no. His resignation is processed by some poor secretary who types 2,000 X's over it. Yeah. Um, and while he, and then he's stalked back to his London flat by a hearse. Yeah, well, here's the thing as well, right? He he's supposed to be this man. spy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to go that story. But I know, I, I'm just yeah. joking. Um, <laughs> right, he's supposed to be a spy, secret agent, government, whatever, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't notice he's followed by that fucking hearse. Yeah, but I don't know if he's even got a rear mirror on his car. Look at the size of that hearse. This is not like a new modern hearse. This is well, maybe this is just hearse. more proof that he's actually not very good. Well, well, then why the shit are they caring if he quits then? Because they only care. Uh, they only want to ask him a question, and he doesn't want to answer any, apart from eggs. But isn't that a good sign then? If he I don't answer any questions, oh good, he's not going to talk. See it. But um, <laughs> yeah, the funeral director. Pumps, <laughs> it's a short episode. Then, if it's good. No. Yeah. Uh, funeral director pumps knockout gas through his uh, keyhole, and he realizes finally what's happening. Too late, and he passes out on the bed. Credits, The Prisoner. Well, and going back a step as well, uh-huh. he goes into his flat and he starts packing a bag in a hurried thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, he knows he's in the shit or whatever, so he's trying to pack and get the hell out of there. Yep. So why wouldn't he check to see if he was followed? He's not good agent at all. No. Uh, Maybe Dale Cooper became this guy. Oh, also, good, <laughs> <laughs> good point I think I've made here as well. If you're quitting your spy job, yep. right, Pack in advance. Pack first. <laughs> yeah. Have it all in the in the in the car. Uh-huh. And then just go try and lose your tail, get out of there. You probably want one of them uh, yeah. cars that go underwater like Bond had as well. There you go. Can have all the gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Can have some sort of thing on your belt that's a pipe up to your mouth so you can breathe underwater or something because it's got a little miniature oxygen thing on the belt or something. That would probably exist. It's a lot bigger than the one in Thunderball that was just like you put it in his mouth. Yeah. What was the one breathing out of tires? That, that was that was a Bond one, wasn't it? Wasn't it Daniel Craig as well? Yeah. And you see the air and that, coming they, out. They tried the... to do that on Mythbusters. Um, spoilers. Doesn't work. Three died. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> why we never see Jamie on TV anymore. He's dead. I don't know who uh, Jamie is, but okay. He's the one with the moustache and everything. Looks a bit like a walrus who apparently is a complete arsehole, which is why Mythbusters doesn't exist anymore because no one could work with him. Uh, Literally never seen it. Shoot, it's very good. Carrie Byron is... Genius and lovely. There you go. Just like creep fest there, I can smell yeah, something. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but they're all good. <laughs> uh. Uh, oh, let's um, continue. Yeah, sorry. Oh, um. So then, oh, yeah. So, what I've got one of my notes here is just cordless phone in the sixties, because there's one of those like it's like an L-shaped phone yeah. thing, and I thought. I was just quite impressed with that being the 60s. I didn't think that was a thing. You're getting too far ahead. Sorry, right? isn't that right? Oh, okay, no, sorry. Yeah, once they're in the island and he's running around, okay, we ain't even talked about that yet. Sorry, I'm look, excited. From now I'm on, excited. You, look, you can happily write these. Okay. I was doing it out no. of kindness. Because oh. I say, it took me two and a half so, hours to write this. That's, well, I, that's why I'm, I just wrote notes because you told me it already. Yes, synopsis. I did. But, but I'm just at excited. least no roughly. I like this. See, this is what happens when I... We talk about stuff that I yeah. actually like, rather than music. 
No, no, that's fine. Fine, we'll just change the format altogether. But we're not doing the prisoner because I didn't like it. No. Spoilers. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, <laughs> talk, talk shit. We're doing it. <laughs> you made me do. We're going to continue music, and I'm going to force you to do the prisoner every month. Okay. <laughs> and, but not every like fortnight because it takes too long. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. So yeah, he wakes up in an unfil- uh, unfamiliar locale, <clears throat> right? No, uh, he does. He what? wakes up in a replica of his flat. Okay. That's not what I'm. Oh, but once about. he looks out the window, it's all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. That was the next sentence, but you can just jump in and ruin everything. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a good. I'm reading the reflection off your glass. Well, backwards. Yeah, it could be. You got a secondary mirror. You can read backwards. You can't. Gosh, you can't. It's easy. Oh. <laughs> it's like reading forwards, but the other way. <laughs> I, I don't even know where I am anymore because you've oh, ruined it. Cause a, that, there's no point reading that because you've already. You'd make almost as good as you'd make it almost as good as spy as better for me. Um. Sorry. No, there's no point saying that. There's no point saying that. La, 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 Why? La. What? What have I ruined? Sorry. No, no, no. I just had the flow, and you took it all away from me by jumping in. How dare you? Rude. Um. <laughs> anyway, straight away he's out the door, right? We'll start from there. You know what I mean? He wakes up. Yep. He's in his flat, but he's not in his flat. He looks out the window. He goes, oh, look who are all these cunts. And he dives out the door. And he's moving with purpose, but he has obviously no idea where he's going. As you can tell by the fact that he randomly climbs stairs and goes downstairs and yeah. spins around a lot. He does run strange as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Also, when he filmed this, he was uh, younger than me. And that's a uh, hard life for you. <laughs> but he doesn't... He, he's... It's this thing in the 60s. Young people kind of look... There's old. also got to be something in the water, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone looks older, but I he looks older. Uh, but, um... Yeah, he, um... He asks a lot of questions to a very chill waitress. He's like, what's she talking about? You new here? She's very British. Oh, yeah. In the, in, in the game of how British am I, she's pretty close to winning straight away. What are you talking about? I just, uh, I just, oh, you're not going to find any phones around here, darling. Oh yeah, uh. <laughs> and he's looking for a phone. <laughs> this is this is a local shop yeah. for local people. And he finds one that's cordless. Yeah, it's uh, it's and he finds, uh, but he isn't allowed to make an outside call or even a local call because he doesn't have a number. Mm. Um, he gets a local taxi and is mildly taken aback when she speaks French to him. And even suggests she thinks he might be Polish yeah, or Czechoslovakian. He doesn't look Polish. Um, and she was also she was number eighteen. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, your number goes maybe by possibly how important you are or whatever. I don't think so. I just no, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's that's where this is all sort of thrown out because I'm like, no offense to taxi drivers, but if he's going to be number six, and he's so he's, they're killing people all the time and freeing up numbers. I don't think you ever yeah. see a triple digit number. So it's crazy. No. Every time someone dies, they go, "What? What have mm. we got next?" Boop. Um, though I'm sure in this episode, right? Spoilers. Yeah. And I meant to go through a fourth time, but I could be fucked. Uh, there are two sixty sixes. Well, I've, I've written down numbers we go through. Um, yeah. but I think. Well, so here's one thing that was pointed out well, I, that I'd never noticed through other episodes that I'd seen. Mm-hmm. But the whole "see you later" throwing a dart from the face mm-hmm. sort of motion that yeah, yeah. everyone gives. I'd never noticed that before until this. And yeah, I'd be saying it was a thing, yeah. But the whole mute. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a bit weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've written something quite horrible about number 56. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's uh, the book. Well, we'll get to that if you're going to go. Oh, yeah, the, we'll get there next. Hold yeah. on. Because she says uh, her excuse is that they're very cosmopolitan, <laughs> which is strange. Yeah. And he then goes to find a map at the general store. Uh, which seems to be run by the most unhealthy-looking dude ever. Well, I was going to say he's like a butcher slash general store owner. And all I've got is, oh, I've got moles in his face. Right? He's a butcher. He's got knives. Use them. Scars look better than moles. Not true. <laughs> Chicks dig scars, not moles. Yeah, tell that to Lemmy. Tell that to the ghost of Lemmy. He's all like, well, oh, that's great. Well, yeah, he's dead. Is he dead? Yeah, he died uh, Boxing Day. And so he's uh, got his map and everything. And I like mm-hmm. it's your village, which I think definitely suggests, without them saying it, that there are other villages. 
mm-hmm. throughout the world. But it's just this is your one. It's in color. Yeah, and bigger. It's very nice. You know, it'll end up being like bloody that story. Who was it? There was a king who wanted the world's most detailed map, and it ended up being the same shape and size as the as the land itself. Ugh, oh, what a dick! Paper alone must have cost a fortune. Heading back to his home, uh, he finds the world's uh, creepiest doll. Yeah, I was like, with that? a sign that says "Welcome to your home from home." I'm like, I noticed just that stick stick figure on his desk is pure nightmare fuel. If you just if you went home and that wasn't there when you left, and oh. then it was there. Yep. I. I couldn't sleep there that night. <laughs> I'm like, gonna hide somewhere. That's why I've got your haunted doll for Christmas. <gasps> oh, as long as it's got orbs, we're fine. Or maybe a, maybe just a box with a clown glove coming out of it. Oh. Receives a call from number two to join him for breakfast at the Green Dome, right? Yes. At this point, I'd been writing quite a lot, so I checked how long the episode had been on. <laughs> Ten minutes. I know. There is <laughs> so much happens in this thing. Because I kept thinking as well. I sort of yeah. looked down at it and go, why have, I, why have I still got so long left? Surely this is should be wrapping up any second. Can you imagine if this was two hours long? I don't even know what I'd do. <sighs> Saying that, it'd probably cover the same amount of ground. Why is my face off mic again? Um, Get back on mic. So yeah, so... Okay. Um, Hold on. So, number two, right? Yeah. He has a terrible sense of humour. Because I still don't get the joke. Where he presses a button and the chair comes out and goes, I love doing that. <laughs> I think it's just because it's so futuristic. Because if I was in my house, right? Say I, you come into my living room, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there. And there's just no other... Fr- there's the furniture there, but there's no seats. Yeah. And I pushed the button. Yeah, I'd keep them down all the time just so I could make them pop up. Because it's kind of cool. You know, when you... Like back in the day when you'd get yourself like a new, like a top loading video recorder. Yep, yep. And again, you're watching the action on it. Mm-hmm. You push it back down. Yeah, for a little while, that's pretty fucking cool. So I think it's just a bit of that. Okay. And then just, again, look how smooth this comes up and it's all me just pushing a button. Cool. <laughs> 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the. Uh... Hold on. How are we doing? The. Uh... So number six gets his breakfast, right? Yeah, right. And way too many chairs. There's chairs coming up all over the place one, by this one point. One lucky guess with the eggs, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like, oh, how you can two, whatever. There they are. It's not a guess. Well, they uh, know everything about him. Well, I'm saying that. But the only thing they didn't know, apparently, is that he likes lemon in his tea. Yeah, but did you see that chunk of lemon? Well, it's not a chunk of lemon. It's... It was a full slice of lemon. <laughs> On a cocktail stick. A cocktail stick. stick. And so like, when you oh. drink, put it to your lips, it goes into your eye. <laughs> but it's like... Oh, but it's, it's just like the old shitty wooden cocktail stick. Yeah. Nothing fancy or anything. No. Just, <laughs> it's just this slab of, <laughs> slab of lemon. <laughs> it felt, it, they were very lucky. I mean, I'm glad that somebody on the prop side was paying attention. Because that lemon is... Almost too big for that cup. But that's genius, right? I mean, they obviously... Because they, they, they just cut it just so, so it would be perfect. But that's it. That's a waste of a lot of other lemon. Well, they're probably using it at the local bar in their Coca-Cola. Mm, well, time will tell in other episodes. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll cover that. That's a plot point. That's up there with... Uh, I hope so. That's up there with Becky. Yeah. Uh, in Twin Peaks. Also, you can you definitely... T- this is... I see it's set in the 60s, but I think he's woke up in the future because lava lamps. There's a lot of lava lamps. They must have been new at the time. There was microphones in them. Yeah. Microphones everywhere. It's like the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, one, of the, one of the things that number two says to him is about can go and explore and can the, the, can the yeah, village yeah. stuff. <laughs> they have everything. Water and electricity. <laughs> and I'm just like... Well, you're really spoiling us, Frere Roche. And it's like Jesus, but just it's the way he points it out. And there's a little gap, and he goes, "Water and electricity." Yeah, but not water where it counts. We'll get to that. No, no. But um, what else? Uh, yeah, number two tells six that he's there because uh, they want to know why he resigned. Yeah, and number two says it's his job to check number six's motives. 
Oh yeah, I'm only going to call him number six because eventually he will be number six. Yeah, even though he's not yet. No, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um. Um. So yeah, six tries to leave, and then two shows him uh, surveillance photos. Yes. Um. Which goes on for quite a bit, but obviously, also they've been watching him a lot longer than you think necessary. Yeah. And also that creepy detail where he's like, "I had the cold that day, didn't you? Oh, did you had a noise in the mirror?" It's like they took a close up of his face, and he's like, "Oh yes, we can tell." What you and it's like he he tells him his thoughts. I'm like, "It's just a cat. We just took a picture of his face. You're just adding your own fucking thoughts to it." Yeah, but the thing is, when it cuts to McGowan's shocked expression, you go, "Oh, he's right." (laughs) (laughs) But still, (laughs) that is what he's thinking. No, I don't know why. Um, we're still only at 12 minutes yeah he's like visibly <laughs> shook by that point yeah. uh, 6 says he wants no part of this and he's leaving number 2 takes him outside I've got very English all of a sudden <laughs> um, they take a helicopter ride to see the village yeah. uh, the citizens advice bureau has pointed out to him is it? yeah <laughs> oh. somewhere for amateur theatricals Oof. I like the phrase uh, their own newspaper, social club, graveyard, slow wink. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They get back off. There's a St. Vitans dance reference, which uh, obviously I mentioned recently because I love the concept of St. Vitans. My mum used to say it to me all the time, right? Because <clears throat> we weren't allowed to move around as kids. It was frowned right. upon. Okay. Because she didn't like seeing someone like wiggle their leg out of the corner of her eye because she'd pounce on you like a tiger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you had to remain completely still. Otherwise, you got the St. Vitus dance talk. But I always thought it was St. Vitus stance, S-T-A-N-T. Yeah. Um, and so when I heard it in this, I was like intrigued the first time. Because St. Vitus dance, basically, as I mentioned it on this podcast in the last couple of weeks, but it's more relevant now. So I, um, it was, I want to say medieval times where people started dancing for no reason. Um. And that dancing made other people dance. And that, and that, that made more people dance. And the doctors thought, you know what a great idea is? We'll bring in a band. So they brought in a band, and then people danced themselves to death. death. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> but sometimes you just you just got to dance. Indeed, indeed. Um, and also, obviously, note in that that obviously the boar isn't boat isn't moored that he keeps talking about. It's landlocked. Yeah. So that's always fun. Mm. No wonder the captain seems to only play chess. Yeah. There was. I don't know. I'll try to think of where we're up to because my notes are. Well, I say the uh, all the people dancing outside the boat, yeah. and then they walk to the square, and then once we get to the square, there's the random man standing in a a pond, and then the bull comes for him. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they're all like, stop moving. And, and when it comes to him, he's already in the pond. Yeah. But then it's like everyone. Cause there's somebody else in the pond as well, though. No, one person. I'm not sure. But four times I've watched this. One and person. they're just sort of standing still. But he decides I'm not going to stand still. I'm going to shit myself and run about. Mm. And they're all like, "No, don't do that." And he's like, "No, I've got to do that." Otherwise Even number six is like, "I'm moving. I didn't even yeah. know what this is." And they all told me to stop, and everyone else is stopping except that guy. And it's, can I can hear all this music and on TV. Um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, he knows what Rover is. And he knows if he keeps moving about, he's, again, bad shit's going to happen. Yep. But he still moves about, so it's his own fault, really. So. Yeah, well, he shouldn't have been in the fountain. I mean, there's a sign that says walk on the grass. There's not a sign that says walk in the fountain. Uh, even then, it seems about. I mean, you've got this balloon monster. Mm-hmm. Why waste it on a dude in a fountain? Yeah, true story. Uh, but then walk on the grass is the most genius thing ever, right? Because it's a real head fuck of a sign. Yeah, because if you if you don't walk on the grass, right? Yeah, therefore you you know you're fighting conformity. But if you don't walk on the grass, you're then not walking on the grass, which is what generally speaking people want you to do. Yeah. It's like oh, so, you know, here's one thing. Um, going back a step because before that we've had them going a taxi again, a taxi with a siren. Yes. Well, one it it's the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but also why does a taxi have a siren other they're, than to they're, have their fancy pants? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they then go to the labour exchange. 
The guy they talked to at the Labour Exchange looks so familiar, and I cannot place him. I've looked through IMDb. He is not anyone who looks... I, li- I literally look at him and go, I know that guy, and I do not know why. Oh. There was a bit from... Uh... Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead. I'll shut up. And also at the Labour Exchange, uh, I do like the sign, a still tongue makes a happy life. Well, see, there's a lot of this... Um... There's a game on Xbox at the moment. It's like a one of these... You buy it now, but they're still sort of building it and changing shit. But it's now, it's now got a, oh, it's now got a, a proper release date and everything. But I already bought it cheap because yeah. it looked really good. Um, we happy few, which is sort of set in sixties Britain as well, or it mm-hmm. seems to be. Um, and everyone's on this tablet's called Joy, okay. and they've all got these weird happy weird faces. Uh-huh. But you stop taking your Joy. Because you think, well, this is all fucked up, and then you see them all. You're you're at some sort of birthday party where they're all sitting around happily eating cake, uh-huh. and then you're off your joy, and you see what they're actually eating, and it's like a just <laughs> some sort of dead rat. They're all just pulling their hands into and pulling guts out and eating. Mm. But there's a lot of that in here, like signs up things like you get on in the village, and it's just like, wow, whoever made this game really loved the prisoner, and yeah, it's a pretty good game. It's. Uh, Okay. Well worth it. Good to know. Yeah. I, I don't know why I would. I don't know when I would play that, but I um, might if I yeah. ever buy an Xbox 360 again. Oh, hold on, it's not on that. Xbox One. That's what I mean. But I, uh, I have. I don't have Tinternet, so Xbox One is pointless. I know, me. but I have pre. Because as we know, people don't. Uh, Xbox One X, but I think I'm cancelling the pre-order. Because I don't really need that. No. How have you not realised this yet? I've uh, said it to you for months. It's completely pointless unless you've got a 4K TV. And you don't. So you literally won't see a difference. Oh, yeah. Okay, how's this? Don't buy an Xbox One X. Yeah. Buy a 4K TV. Yeah. Then buy an Xbox One X. Because otherwise you just bought yourself a I paperweight. I bought my... Well, between me and mum for his Christmas because he wanted a new TV. Are you saying this on the podcast again? Yeah, oh, to be saying <laughs> But you know, it's, it's arrived now. And then he was more like hell. He's like, there's no USB ports in it. There are USB ports in it. But what he thought a USB port was a scart lead. Uh-huh. And I was like, why do you need a scart lead? Oh, I won't get my video attached to it. I'm like, well, you've got composite. It's the same fucking thing. But anyway, yeah, so he was, he doesn't even know what the difference between a scart and USB. And also, it just sort of dawned me the other day that he desperately wanted this 4K TV. Uh-huh. The fuck's he going to watch in 4K? It's all bloody Gardener's World and shit. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. he's not going to watch anything in 4K because. <sighs> well, no, he's got Sky, right? No. Now TV. What is it? Freeview HD kind of thing? Yeah, something like that. Okay, then nothing. Yeah, nothing. He, he could buy himself a 4K Blu-ray player. He's not going to do that. He barely understands DVD. Blu-ray is... Uh, exactly the same. Exactly, but it's, it's scary different to a 70-year-old. No. no. Uh, I mean, my mum doesn't watch DVDs. So I don't know. No. Well, I don't think he Plus does. My, no. my, my, my mum's older than your dad. Not, not that I'm having a dick measuring competition with my mum's age. Because <laughs> no. it's, it's, it's a weird phrasing, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right, where do we get to? Oh, yeah, the yeah. aptitude test. The most annoying man I've ever met in my life. Yeah, so there was the one I remember is the holding a tube in a hole while the hole closes around the tube. Yeah, that's genius, right? What did that prove? I'm what sorry. do you mean? He's trying to fight conformity. You know, yeah. like the saying, a square peg in a round hole. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. And so he's like, fuck you, I'm going to do it this way. And the hole it's closes sealed. around it to show that it doesn't matter what you do. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I missed that. But that's that's very good. <laughs> no. I didn't see any that's other a, holes. It's, exa- it's a level up from the walk on the grass sign that I love too. That's a, mm. Basically, you can't beat the system if the system's one step ahead of you. And there's only two steps. There was a stack of something that he kicked over or knocked over. Well, that's my favourite bit. The guy doing the aptitude test, right? Is my mic not working? Hello? You want to take your headphones off, sir? Yeah, okay. Hello? I know, it works fine. It's just... Terrible. Uh, uh. Oh. Is that too loud for you? No, it's good. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, I can never tell. I always think it's my voice. Mm. And then I edit and it sounds fine. But I think it's just... There's something between me talking and hearing mm. myself. And it just sounds... Yeah. Off. Yeah. Like, not even octave out. Or like, you know what I mean? It just mm. sounds like someone else's voice and it fucks my brain up. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Aptitude test. Yeah. Um, after the 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 whole thing right yeah. he's given a questionnaire by a man who just spins blocks of wood yeah you know and it's like the beginning of bloody uh, sin by nine inch nails how old were you when you first let a man make love to you <laughs> just, um, and he's spinning this bloody wooden thing around yeah and uh, yeah he's spinning this bloody wooden thing around and Six, rightly so, yeah. loses his shit and, and smash it to pieces. Which is, and the, which guy is the point in my notes where yeah. I just wrote in very big letters, Jenga. <laughs> but the guy, the guy who's been spinning it does seem quite upset that his little toy's been smashed up. Yeah, I mean, look how much time he'd spent on it. But it's like, <laughs> how could you not be surprised? I went insane, and you, you know? Oh, since, oh he was happily know. insane, the old guy. Um... No. Uh, now, so then I so isn't at this point he goes back to the flat. Then. Yeah, this is where he storms out and number two's like, We're gonna have a challenge with that one as it goes into advert. <laughs> yeah. And we might be now eighteen minutes into this. Yeah, no, it's not it's first ad break killing yeah. shit. Um Yeah. Uh comes back, the labour exchange has sent a maid to number sixes who angrily tells her to sling her hook. Yeah. Oh, she's and she's sixty six. Yes. Yes. Um, um, but isn't the captain also sixty six later? We'll, we'll get that. Okay. His quarters resemble uh, his London flat. Yeah. I've already I've now mentioned that in my notes twice, and yeah. you, so, and you've mentioned it, so now we all know, and it'll never be mentioned <laughs> okay. again. Yeah. Now he starts going through his cupboards, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is. Is it the pea soup with a? He he listens to his pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What was he? I mean, if there is microphones and stuff, it's mm. to listen to him. You don't mm. to hear stuff from microphones. But it's just the way he just takes the pea soup and just holds it up to his ear, like it's some sort of shell, and he's going to hear the ocean or something. He obviously just thinks there's a, there's a bug in it. He thinks there's a bug somewhere in his house. Maybe it's in the soup. No. But I get it. You can't hear soup sloshing in a can, really. No, exactly. Uh, so if you hear soup sloshing in a can. Reject and find another. You've gone can. too far west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Many, um, many a shepherd shilling or I don't know, some sort of phrase there about soup and a can. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so he searches for bugs and fucks up the radio. Yeah. Um, before he's even finished putting the uh, boot in to the radio, a voiceover's already like, Can you pop over number sixes and fix his radio yeah. for me? <laughs> It's very efficient. They're right there. Yeah. Good for them. It's uh, infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, the maid comes back with exposition. Yes. <laughs> to which I've written merely, damn my tongue. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. she buckles like a belt. They tell me just to try and get anything from you. Please well, see, tell that's me. Later on, that's obviously why the, the then chess player captain is now 66, because mm. she's been dealt with. Yeah, no, I, that's the theory. But at the end of the day, he looks like he's been there forever. So he's not going to get an upgrade to 66. It's the same day. I think you'd still... How chill is he? No, but you would still... You'd, they're changing numbers all the time. So that's why I think like, can, when two is replaced... Mm. So what number was the new two before? So they well, get moved a bit. So, yeah, yeah, but they're not all in the island. Because, uh, spoilers mm. for later on, Cobb isn't on the island. Yeah. People can come and go. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, more spoilers, there's a number two soon who fucks off who comes back at the end. Yeah. Well, I, think, um, I did take notes of this earlier on. How many actors during the series have portrayed number two? 14. 23. Hmm. Spoilers for later, including Patrick McGoon. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I would have still been wrong, but that's not the point. Well, no, it's, you were closer. Yeah, well, I think it's quite a ballsy move that there's two number twos in this episode. Yeah, it, but I think it's good, it's good. It's to can show you how it's going to work. Yeah. And, and at least the second number two we know from TV 
when we were younger. So at least you can go, it's George Baker. What yeah. the fuck? I think I'd look that up because I suddenly went, oh, that's him. Oh, no, no, it's somebody else I was thinking of. Sorry. But uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah get the village. This is a very local reference as well. Mm-hmm. But um, the village, Port Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the weird little houses and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Does always make me think of Storybook Glen, which is quite possibly the worst place on earth. Yeah. So it's just a big field with occasionally a crappy Humpty Dumpty in it. I know Kira works there. Did she? <laughs> Dear me. Oh. But, but uh, um, I've got so much to ask her. Yeah. Oh. I still want that polo shirt. I bet she's thrown it out. She oh, the the Storybook with... Glen polo shirt work shirt. Jesus. Want. Um, I say, I say, had. You got to remember this is before I met her, so it was now. You you're looking at nine years ago. You don't throw that shit out. You don't me. throw away storybook Glenn polo shirts. What are you a fucking monster? Too, it's too good for the story. If it's I've good. still got uh, Transformers in my loft, I then you've got a polo shirt from Storybook still Glenn. Still in a drawer somewhere. I still have my name badge from when I worked at Finlay Clark. I still have my name badge from when I worked in the co-op. And I, that was when I was 15. Oh, just to say, uh, Finlay Clark, I was... Yeah, I was 15. Mm. Oh, Jesus, there you go. Yeah. Now you're 40. How time slips through our fingers. 39. And three quarters. Shut up. <laughs> 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 um, oh, that's no, never mind. Yeah, so she begs for answers and he tells her to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's really to the point. If he, he obviously doesn't swear, but right. to get this across in time, he really is just See, now, quite a dick to most people. If this had, if this secret agent had been James Bond, mm-hmm. right, he still wouldn't have told her anything. But he can sense weakness. He'd at least have went, "Won't sleep on it, so to speak." But, yeah, but McGowan's above M- that. McGowan, I think, <laughs> is asexual. Well, yeah, but even then, it's just like can. We've come to expect I, a certain thing from secret agents. What even, with uh, no, I know, but even in this is remember this came out only four years after Bond or something like that. I it, mean, it's still quite a new thing for the world of cinema, right? Uh, Spies. Yeah, and I suppose. There's an episode later on where he has to put his arm around a woman, and he refused to the point that he only did it once it was his daughter in a wig. Mm. So I'm not touching other people. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I totally get that. I don't want to touch people. Um, so yeah, the electrician comes to fix the radio. Yeah. Six says he's going out for a walk in the most obvious. I'm going to do a runner walk. Wink. Walk ever. <laughs> um, number six says be seeing you for the first time ever. Yeah. And then literally bumps into a doppelganger of the electrician. Mm. Yeah, it's the same actor. Yeah. It's like Twin Peaks all over again. Well, I've really got the. Butler was a little person. Yes. Which was, I did sort of go, why do we only watch TV with little people? He's also the only person in, like, basically, if you look the credits up on IMDb, he's in the most episodes only yeah. after Patrick McGowan. Because pa- I don't know if you know this, but Patrick McGowan isn't even in all episodes. All right, <laughs> okay, no, I didn't know. Yeah. There's only 17. But he was filming uh, Ice Cold in Alex at the same time. No. So there's an episode he wakes <clears> up <throat> with a different face. <laughs> it's a ballsy move. No. Um, oh yeah, we assume that you're not watching along with us because... Uh, I don't give a fuck. That <laughs> <No, laughs> <no> work. <laughs> should have done research before watching this. Yeah. Uh, we should have checked U- to see if anyone cared about it's this. It's probably on YouTube, right? What? Prisoner. Well, yeah, you can find it. There's a DVD box set out there that costs like 10 quid because I was going to nah. buy it, but I didn't. True story. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so he decides he's going to go for a walk. Yep, yep. And he bumps into a doppelganger of the electrician. Yep. Then he runs around again. Just futilely runs. He's seen the map. He knows roughly what the place looks like. Nope, just still runs and runs. <laughs> Randomly running. Um... <clears throat> Uh, followed by graveyard cameras that are massive and have lights in their eyes. Yeah. And he doesn't go, oh, look, there's cameras watching me. What's that? Statues are turning. Yeah. Then Rover turns up. That's uh, yep. the ball, obviously. That hasn't been ball. named yet. Nope. And it's in hot pursuit. 
There's a stunt double who must have done a lot of work for John Pertwee falling over in the be- on a beach. <laughs> oh. um, he, ju- he jumps all over a jeep and yeah. fucks some people up, before, but then Rover still gets him. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. <laughs> the sound of Rover. Inspiration for the trees in Twin Peaks. Oh, could be. Mm. There was one point that was, once he's on the ground, yeah. <laughs> it's like Rover is just... Like pretty much like tea bagging him, just bouncing up <laughs> on his face, just uh, look what I'm doing. He wakes up in a hospital with an old colleague, Cobb. Yes. He interrogate. He goes straight into an interrogation of Cobb, even though he looks quite poorly. Yeah, well, it's so poorly and weird shot at a weird angle that I didn't realize who he was. Yeah. Because it's Paul Eddington from Yes Minister and The Good Life. Yes. And I did not recognize him when he was in the bed. It was only later on. Lawrence when he turns out not to be dead, oh. um, that I went, oh shit, it's him. But when he's in that bed and it's such the weird angle and the whole, oh shit, I did not have a clue it was him at all. I did, but only because my dad a loves yes minister mm-hmm. uh, and yes prime minister, same thing. Yeah, um, but not. Is that a reboot? Ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, definitely love the good life. Yeah. Uh, watched a lot of the good ones. Me too. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Sorry, I was reminiscing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Doodly doodly do do. The doctor comes in to give uh six a routine checkup. Yeah. Um, which leads to him being le- uh, led around. There's a pink room with group therapy. Uh, which counteracts obsessional <laughs> guilt complexes producing neurosis. That doesn't look kosher. No. <laughs> that's dodgy as fuck is yeah, what's going on there. Just... Yeah, because it all looked purple light and just people strapped into chairs with goggles and headphones. Hmm. Wailing and shit. I don't know if it oh. wasn't important, but my next uh, two sentences are short and to the point and, and strange. Yeah. Um... What's with all the lava lamps? We've already mentioned that. Yeah. Batman punch mm. card. Because there's a, yeah. like a computer card, but it's still a piece of cardboard with holes in it. Yeah. And I'd only seen that in Batman. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, oh, was cutting-edge yeah. technology in the 60s. Indeed. Punch cards. The future. What is that? Yeah. Oh, Homer Simpson. Yeah, cuts to that weird dude going, hidey, hidey, hoody, hidey. Hidey, hoody, ho, while staring at a, uh, some water jumping in the air. Yeah. And yeah, I called him Homer Simpson. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, don't worry about your allegiances with Cobb because he's only gone and jumped out the bloody window. <sighs> I mean, one, there's going to be a nurse getting their number changed pretty soon because that window should have been locked. Pretty much. So she fucked up there. But then I reckon it should be sealed. So maybe the architect should be. She painted it shut or something. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, next day. Uh, well, it's not next day. It's just sort of cuts. But yeah. like, once he gets out of the hospital, yeah. they've oh, they they mentioned they burnt his clothes. Yeah. Where yeah. are my clothes? Burnt them. What? If, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> but he's got his lovely new, uh, you know, dark chocolate blazer with the white yeah. piping, and he's got the navy turtleneck. These colours don't work at all. Also, if you don't know the story, apparently he was walking past a local school and that was what the, how they were dressed. All right, okay. Um, uh, chinos, Vans waffle sole boot shoes. <laughs> Quite the hipster, in yeah. a way. Uh. Um, and he gets a free ride home. So he jumps out early to see uh, George Baker because he's now the new number two. Yes. And talk about Cobb. Um. Well, here's, well, there's one point before that. There's one, uh, as you're driving about, you mm. see a marching band. Yes. Which you'd seen a marching band earlier on. Yep. And I remember being quite annoyed by the bass drummer doing the whole getting arms everywhere yeah, yeah. and sort of flamboyant moves. And I was like, oh, that seems unnecessary. Which is weird because you like that YouTube video, that dr- wedding drummer. Uh, but then this time, <laughs> it's them marching along and the drummer is just drumming mm. normally. And I missed the flamboyant uh, drummer, and I was like, eh. "Oh, it's a funeral, so it's a different feeling." Yeah. But 
Yeah. yeah, they're playing the same music, right? Yeah. They, they always, oh, yeah, it's the same music, but it's just they, like... They always play, I can't think what it's called, but it comes up in the subs. Yeah. But they... Yeah, they just tone down their theatrics, because it's... Yeah, but they know but they still song. play. But yeah, but they just play that. Um, play very well. Fair play to them. Yeah, because they know um, one song. If all you know is twink, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, you could be like Kamasi Washington by the end. Oh. Um, um, so, yeah. So, he's dead. Right. Funeral. Um, oh, hold on. So, yeah, talking to uh, <clears throat> uh, number two about loyalties, you know, where does his loyalties lie? Why did he resign? What else has changed? Uh, nothing, Six says. Uh, he's officially assigned his number. I'm not a number. I am a person. That's not what I thought you said. Anthony Person. I thought he said free man. No, but I think... A, he doesn't. That's what everyone thinks he says. But isn't, he, isn't that what's said in the credits going forward, I think? Maybe, but it's not what he says here. No, I don't. And yeah, that fucking marching band's back. But you already mentioned that. No. Uh, the- Weepy Pink Cat, which is our, now I read the notes. That sounds that's the woman at the funeral mm. or standing away from the funeral, you know, the spy lady. Yeah, um, whose number I could never actually read. No, I never catch it because I've see, it, it's possibly seen... nine, but it's but it looks like it might be angled with the penny farthing, so you yeah. can't really read it very well. Oh, what a bitch! The the SAD. Also, oh. another wonderful cape. The more I watch this, the more you realise there were a lot of capes and top hats in this fucking village. No. Oh. There is a lot of a, evening wear. It was a very 60s thing, capes, though. Not so much toppets. Well, but, I suppose uh, John Pertwee rocked one when he was Doctor Who as well. And then what was that? There was a guy with a moustache. Are you thinking that episode of Columbo with the uh, Nazi magician? No, but there's definitely some sort of... Um, Maybe not. Maybe it's like some sort of spy thing. Mm. It's like the most sixties thing you can make. But I can't remember what the guy's name is. Are you thinking but of he's... Peter Wingard? Yeah, Jason King. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. As soon as you said the name, yeah, him. He's like the most sixties thing you can think of. Yeah. Possible. That's he... why when you said a guy with a mustache, it took me a minute to nail yeah. it down. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, because he wore a cape and a few things, mm. or a couple of things. He also has some of the... Uh, we should do one of his albums. Oh, dear. Uh, I've only listened to one song once. I remember it in the 90s being reviewed and loaded as uh, some of the worst music you'll ever hear. And I'm like, yeah, I want that smooth shit. Oh. It's all coming back to me. It's got to be about 50 years old. He can use it as yeah, an excuse. It's fine. Do it instead of Radiohead. That'll make you happy. Uh, I really listened to Radiohead recently, voluntarily. Oh, good. So there you go. So I'm good. I'm not trying to, you know, you don't need to do bragging rights for me, mate. No, I'm just saying. Uh, Weepy Pink pink Cat, right? Yeah, so she's uh, following Cobb's funeral uh, procession. Yeah. Uh, More capes. Uh, A potential ally, maybe, if number six could talk to her, not like she wasn't a piece of shit. (laughs) But no. Well, he, he hates women, that's fine. He does. Well, he hates everyone, but he really well, hates yeah, women. Well, yeah, they know They know what they did. <laughs> oh. He's a, he's Martin Screlly of the spy world. Oh. Oh, that's a lovely on-point reference right now. He's in prison now, so it's all good. Okay. It's rare that billionaire, uh, millionaires are put in prison, but that's how much everyone hates him. Uh, no. Anyway, she tells him there's an escape plan. Yeah. Right? Involving a helicopter and an electropass. Right. Uh, oh no that does happen he calls her a slut for fucking an electro pass out of a pilot's pocket (laughs) (laughs) uh... and she storms off saying that uh, uh, when he can pick it up so it's like fuck you let's see what's six (laughs) (laughs) we need to move this plot along (laughs) we're getting there now it's it's I know we're, we're, we're like 45 minutes because like as I say they really had to take that if it's two hours long they really had to yeah. take that first hour and slam it into like 20 minutes yeah now here's the thing right because the escape plan involves another helicopter mm-hmm. 
and helicopters in the 60s. Would you get in one of those fucking things? Yeah, they were cool as fuck. Look, Plus they had inflatable legs, so if you well, dropped it into the sea, you'd float. It was just like, oh, we couldn't afford a proper helicopter, but we've got a Meccano set going not one together. Not fucking hope in hell. I'm not getting that. I thought it was cool. You know, what? It kind of looks cool from a distance. Not if you're inside it. You know? mm. I'll look at it from a distance, I'll watch it fly, but I won't get in it. Yeah. Or stand underneath it when it's flying. Because it's going to fall out of the sky any second. Um, oh yeah, we cut to the woman uh, talking to two about a new mission. The bit mission being six. Mm. And then I put in brackets, a flashback? But no, I don't believe it is now you look at it now. Yeah, I mean, was yeah. that scene supposed to be before she met him at the funeral? Because right. that would make sense to do this bullshit. Because it doesn't make sense to do it after. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be there. Um, yeah, how many 66s are there? I feel like I've seen two already with the uh, uh, the new ones, a, check, uh, a chess player. Yeah. Checkmate. Uh, Which is possibly all he can say. He's sort of like uh, the Tom O'Connor of chess. <laughs> Checkmate. 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 <laughs> Checkmate. You say it again, mate, I'm going to destroy this board. You're, like, you're just moving stuff, haven't you? You've had a turn yet. Checkmate. Checkmate. It's like that episode of Bottom. I'm, I've moved the board. You're not even moving pieces. There's nothing in front of you. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, best jazz bass ever as he goes to... Uh, Goes into his uh, to escape in the helicopter. Oh, it's so good. Oh. It's smooth, smooth as silk. Mm. Uh, for the escape attempt, uh, which involves looking at a watch and then jumping into a helicopter. Yeah. Um, he takes off so fast. I'm amazed he didn't get whiplash. <laughs> yeah, just gone. <laughs> it's not oh. only that he's up. He's, he moves forward and to the left and up all at once. It's like he reversed helter-skelters. So, That's it. Helicopters are cool as fuck. <laughs> that helicopter, I would not get. But yeah, I really do like helicopters. Uh, uh, oh, number two takes control of the helicopter. Yeah. Because uh, uh, there's no surprise. It's the first episode. Yeah, it's, you don't know escape, and, really. uh, you know, because more proof that number six doesn't have any control. Um... Number 66 to the woman. Uh, we're all pawns, dear. So, oh, you do say more than just bullshit. And then, of course, that final twist uh, that Cobb is alive. Uh, number two lets number six keep the watch as a reminder of futility. Fuck you. I'm hitting that with my hammer as soon as I get in the door. Next time someone leaves work and we're buying them a present, yeah. buy them a watch and have futility inscribed <laughs> on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a shitty watch, like one of those ones you'd win from the, our, the, the beach. Buy a Casio calculator watch, they're like 12 quid. <laughs> Just write on it in the back and buy yeah. in a sticker. Futility. <laughs> uh, you'd still probably get it engraved for another 12 quid. I mean, it's not I'll just get something sharp and scratch it in myself. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Cobb asks number two to go easy on the girl. She was most upset at my funeral. <laughs> just thought of me trying to carve that into the back of a thing and then looking at it going, what does fertility mean? <laughs> fertility. Fertility. I spelled it wrong. Nah. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no... Um, Cobb is alive. Number two uh, lets number six uh, keep the watch as a uh, reminder of futility. And Cobb asks number two to go easy on the girl. She was most upset at my funeral. To which he says, don't worry, she'll be well taken care of. And Cobb says, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Better go, long journey. Like, pretty... <laughs> he's, he's related to Rafi from the league, so he's going to yeah. pour a petrol over and set her. <laughs> and the, the sign-off made me raise an eye, uh, eyebrow in a good way. Because he's like, au revoir, off he does in. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They really are quite cosmopolitan. <laughs> Six days. Yeah. No. So that's pretty much the uh, pilot episode or arrival, episode yes. one, of no. uh, The Prisoner. How was it for you? Um, I said, 
I figured out that I'd never seen the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I love the series. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. There's a lot of times, like, you'll watch these things, like, years ago. And then you go back and you think, oh, it's not going to be as good as I remember. Mm-hmm. It is. That's the thing. I know it's a good TV series, yeah. but I don't know if I wasn't in the right mood or because I was trying to write the plot down. I, no. I, it was annoying me that it felt more like school or what. No. But it was just like, oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, I'm good. even if we stop doing this, well, this I'm is, going to sit and watch one. This is what I was going to say to you as well. We need to decide in order to watch them. Well, that's the thing, because isn't it like the first, everyone kind of agrees that the first three episodes are in the right order. Mm-hmm. And then it's after that that all the nobody seems to have the same idea. Well, Patrick McGowan, right, when mm. he was asked to put these seventeen episodes into order, gave a list of seven and then went fuck them, fuck the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this show that you created, wrote, did everything like you yeah. hate most of it. Good, good to know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's. I think it's called like the KEXP order. Yeah, well, I, I saved those. Which seems on to the be the most Wikipedia, popular. There's various, yeah. kind of, it's got lists of all. So I thought we'd probably at some point figure out what order we're doing. So. Most, uh, well, it seems to be most people nowadays do the KEXP order. But there's an AV club order that they, uh, they did a review of it like four or five years ago. And, uh, they liked that order apart from like one episode that they they inverted with another one hmm. because there's an episode like number nine number ten where he says that he's new and that bugs people so they moved to that i think to episode two moved episode two to episode nine or something did a flip because also this 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 is gonna blow your mind they filmed the finale after they filmed the pilot <laughs> so they mm. really didn't give a fuck from the beginning they're like we've got our f- finished let's just fill up the middle until they tell us to stop <laughs> fair enough <laughs> <laughs> no. this is no. you know we're going to get letters again where people are like you're wrong they recorded the, pi- the, the finale after they did the third or fourth episode Oh my god, my back. Right, let's sign off for now. Yeah. Because somehow it's nine o'clock. Yeah, we've still got lots of stuff to do. Yeah. So, cool. Till next time. Be Uh, seeing you. Be seeing you.